Hello and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Abner Belsky. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. David Pindell, who's a former starting quarterback for UConn. He played in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has set multiple college football records. He's played in the XFL and the CFL. He's about done it all, folks. Thank you so much, Mr. Pindell, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. Can you tell my listeners, I, a little bit about how your football career began and how you made it become a reality? Yeah, so um, first off, I'd like to say thanks for having me on the podcast and, you know, let me have this opportunity with you. But um, I basically, I got into football my sophomore year of high school. I didn't have the luxury of, you know, playing youth football so I could have all those years under me with all that experience. I started playing my sophomore year of high school. Um, from Columbia, Maryland. I went to Oakland Mills High School. And basically how I got into football was my cousin and Michael Vick, a little of both, because, you know, my cousin he used to, you know, throw the ball with me in the parking lot. And he used to, you know, just, you know, pump me up and tell, fill my head with, man, you got an arm. You got an arm. Everybody, you got she did arm. He got an arm, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I took that in consideration. I kind of got a little confidence with that when he kept, you know, he kept casting me up to time after time. And then it was one day I was watching Michael Vick. I was watching the Atlanta Falcons. I think they were playing the Rams. And I just seen one day he was playing. I just was like, I want that feeling. So after that, you know, I went to high school. I tried out for the football team, made it. Had a little bit of uh, success. Um, you know, starting off first year, it was a little a little while because I didn't understand it. So I didn't, I wasn't as good as I, I, I could be. But, you know, after a year or two, got my feet wet, understood the position in the game. And then um, I think my career kind of took off towards my senior year when I, you know, set multiple records and won player of the year and everything like that in the state of Maryland. Um, unfortunately, though, I didn't have degrees to qualify for a Division One athlete, I mean, Division One scholarship. So I ended up taking the JUCO route. Went to Lackawanna Junior College up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And, you know, they're a powerhouse. They're one of the, you know, best junior colleges on the East Coast. So I went there for two years. Ended up finishing uh, third in the nation as junior college quarterback. And I had several offers. And, you know, I took my visit to UConn Temple in Coastal Carolina. And ended up choosing UConn because I just felt like that was home. That's what I was looking for. The best situation for me as far as, you know, academics, football, and, you know, people I wanted to be around. I just felt like, you know, UConn was the place to be, so I went there. And, um, you know, my first year there, I had I struggled a little bit because it was new, a little different speed of the game and much more talented players. But um, after that first year, I had my <clears> belt on um, uh, my sophomore year, I think is when I really took off. Um, not my sophomore year, my, my senior year, but my second year there took off when I, uh, you know, I had control of the game. I understood what was going on. And I had a coach behind me that, you know, helped me with everything as far as, you know, understanding the game, um, putting together game plans and just knowing situational football. So um, my senior year, we uh, we didn't have the record we wanted. We had, we, I think we went 1-10. But offensively, I think we, we set a lot of records. We, we did a lot of good things offensively. And individually, you know, I did a lot of things as far as running the ball, passing the ball and making plays if I had to that got attention of, you know, a lot of uh, scouts throughout my senior year getting ready for my uh, draft process. That's awesome. So, you know, so, yeah, last year, 2019 is when I came out, came out in May 2019. And 
I ended up going to mini camp with the Vikings, but they brought me in as an athlete. Then I went to Tampa Bay, signed as a Buccaneers receiver. And, you know, I was there for a little stint, and they let me go. And ended up going to Montreal in the CFL, finished the season out with them last year. And then I was looking forward to, you know, a big 2020 season because I uh, I was scheduled to go to a bunch of workouts for teams and uh, go to pro days. So, you know, throwing for a lot of teams so I can, you know, get back in the, on the radar as, as a quarterback for all these teams. But, unfortunately, COVID happened, which left 2020 a mess for me. I didn't, didn't get to play no football this year. So now I'm just, you know, still working, training, end up signing a contract with uh, the Arena Leaf team, the Columbus Lions, just to, you know, be able to call some more home so I can play some ball, get some film under me, and then, you know, get me ready for my next opportunity as far as, you know, NFL, CFL, XFL after the uh, Arena League. So that's where I'm at now. I'm just day by day, you know, working in and out, training, get my body right until, you know, 21 starts, 2021 starts. That's great. And I'm sure many more opportunities will come for a player as talented as you. Um, <laughs> um so um how uh how big of a jump was it from uh not not playing um any football up until your sophomore year to going to Lackawanna uh college and then moving to Yukon? Like were they drastic jumps in like the level of play every time you move? Um, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Um, from high school to junior college is when you know the biggest jump because that's when you know you're going against all players who are like specifically good at their individual position. Whereas high school, you know, you got a couple playmakers on the team and all the rest are like you know average. So that was the biggest jump from high school to junior college. But then junior college to you know Division One, it was a, a small jump, but it was it was a big it was a difference because the jump was. I wouldn't say the game was the speed of the uh, game, but it was more of how much the players knew and how smart they were. So, you know, there was a lot more as a, as far as football on the field, a uh, lot more coverages, a lot more defenses. Um, people were sound, solid, knew their assignments. So it made it hard to just, you know, make easy throws and, you know, just throw it to your playmaker. You had to, you know, as a quarterback, go through your reads, read defenses. And that's where, you know, that's why I struggled at my first year. Uh, understanding like the game of football as far as defenses and situational football because in junior college we kind of just had you know had one primary defense and you had your best athlete kind of just throw it to him but as far as division one you had to you know understand football defenses fronts blitzes packages things like that and as my sophomore year my, my second year there uh came throughout coach dunn he helped me you know understand that more and learn that whereas my senior year came throughout the season i was able to you know, figure out defense as the game slowed down for me. So I would say that's probably the biggest jump as far as, you know, coming from high school to Division One. I, I mean, from JUCO to Division One, and then translating on to the NFL. Just the more you know, the game slows down to you, but you don't know anything or you're not as familiar with certain things, um, the game can seem very fast. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, do you think your experience in the XFL and the CFL – uh, will give you a higher chance of making it back into the NFL? Um, I would say so. You know, I think that's the biggest thing for us undrafted, uh, undrafted free agent players or free agent uh, players in general. Biggest thing is, you know, if you if you already had the opportunity to just have your foot in the door, I think it gives you it puts you above a lot of other players as far as you know a team taking a chance on you because like, 
hey, he's good enough. He had the experience here. He had his foot in the door here. He was able to, you know, get on this level and be a part of this organization for however long it was. But he has that experience under. He knows what it's like, knows what it's like to be a pro and compete at a pro level. So I feel like, you know, as long as you, you know, got your foot in the door, you had an opportunity, they'll give you more leeway as far as, you know, getting closer to the opportunity back in the NFL. Yeah, I I agree with that. I, I want to see what your take was going to be on that. And I, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so the next question is, uh, when you were in college, uh, what was your favorite or what was your favorite team to play against when you played in, at uh, UConn? Um, for some reason, I think I always look forward to playing the Florida team. So Central Florida and South Florida. Um, I don't know specifically. Actually, you know what? What I feel like the reason I like playing against them is because they were very, you know, trash talking the dudes from down south in Florida. So I just look forward to that because it's like any other team we played against, they were just solid. They just wasn't too much trash talking about the Florida teams. Some reason there's just always a lot of trash talking and that that's what football is about, you know, trash talking, competing. So I always look forward to playing Central Florida, South Florida. And yeah, I mean, they also had a hard time tackling me. So that's another reason I guess I look forward to playing against them. But overall, I know the Florida teams, their crowds are, you know, really loud and live. So I always look forward to going down there and playing them. That sounds fun. And I mean, I, I personally don't play football, but I play a ton of other sports and trash talking is what makes the sport fun. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So the next question is, obviously, you've had a very successful professional football career, but every player faces adversity. So on your journey to professional football, what adversity did you face? Um, just, you know, at the, at the highest level, you know, as far as, you know, going pro, only adversity I really say I, I faced was, you know, just changing my position for that time period because during that time period last year, our goal was to, you know, make a dream come true, just make it to the NFL. And throughout the whole process, scouts and teams were telling me, hey, in order for you to make a team, you got to, you know, be able to switch your position. So I was like, you know what, I'll do it. And I realized, you know, I wasn't having fun with it and love it. I wasn't, I, was, I wasn't looking forward to practices and meetings. So then I realized, you know, I have to do what I love in order to, you know, be successful at it. So that's why, you know, just being a quarterback, playing quarterback, you know, what I can do as a quarterback is, you know, what I look forward to, not open to changing my position anymore. And if it takes me all the way to arena league and I got to work my way up to prove that, then that's what I do because at the end of the day, if you don't love what you do, it's not going to last long. You're not going to have as much success at it. So for me, you know, being a quarterback, playing quarterback, learning the quarterback position is why I, what I love and what I want to have, you know, longevity success at. So that's that's probably the only adversity I'd probably say I had to face. I really just adapted to trying to switch my position. But that was during that time. And, you know, it's a new year. I moved on from that strictly quarterback. And that's what we're going from there. That's great. And do you think that um, it was just you wanted to switch your position because you want to be in the league like so bad, but you learned eventually that you wanted to um, you wanted to be quarterback the hard way, you think? Absolutely. I mean, I just feel like, you know, everybody during that time period, during the draft process, you're thinking, oh, I'm about to go to the NFL. And that was my mindset, like, oh, shoot, all these teams calling acts about me. I'm going to be on the NFL team. But it's just like, hey, when they told me, hey, in order for you to be on this team, you got to switch position, I wasn't really thinking. I'm just like, okay, I'll do that. As long as it gets me on the team, I'll do that. 
And then I realized, you know, while I was down there, like, oh, that was, it wasn't fun playing receiver, practicing receiver stuff during practice, doing running back things. That just wasn't fun. So then that's when I realized, you know, I got to have fun with this. I got to love it. It's, it's not the same as when I was playing quarterback. So that's when I realized, hey, I got to take a step down, go to a different league, prove what I can do as a quarterback to make my way back up. That's what I would do. That's that's true. That's true. Um, so the next question is, how hard was it coming out of UConn and getting the attention of NFL recruiters, just professional recruiters overall? Was it hard? Um, I wouldn't say – you know what? I'm not going to say it's not hard or it was or it was it was hard. I would just say, you know, playing at Division One level was a blessing because you get all these opportunities as far as – you know, you get these large stadiums to fill them with, you know, 40,000, 50,000 people. And out of those 40,000, 50,000 people, you know, you have scouts there watching. Every Saturday you're playing on ESPN or some type of big TV network as far as, you know, Fox, NBC, uh, Sports Station, anything like that. So it's like we were always in, like, the eye of, you know, everybody who's watching the game. So I felt like, you know, when you on that stage like that, all you had to do is, you know, have your name ringing every time you get on that stage as far as you know, making plays, making people say wow. So every every time we went out there, you know, my goal was to, you know, the, the number one goal is to win, put our team in a winning situation. But overall, I just felt like, you know, when I got out there, I had to put on a show because I knew I wanted to go to the NFL. I had to do what, you know, what the people would like to see and what they what would be eye-opening up. And for me, it was just, you know, throw the ball, make the passes that I had to make. But also, you know, the thing that stood out, obviously, to a lot of scouts was me, you know, making plays, moving around, running with the ball. You know, every week I took that into consideration, and that was part of my game plan, you know, just just making plays, making plays, and just knowing, you know, the world's watching and trying to do something that's eye-opening for them. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Would you say – so you would say the the promotion was always there because, as you said, you played on these – your games were always being watched by all these people on these big networks, but as well, they're only watched because there's, there's action. Like David Pindell runs, runs up the line for a 45 yard touchdown. Like, would you say that that's like one, one of the big drivers? Absolutely. I always love that feeling. Just feeling like, you know, you're the hero for that team. And, you know, you're, you're basically putting that fan base on your back because, you know, when you, when you uh when you competing every Saturday, uh, it's not just a football game for them, for the fans. It's a it's a lifestyle. So as far as you winning, you're basic. They're winning. If you're losing, they're losing. So it's all it's so good to you know have them winning back, and you know just basically be their Superman. You know, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's what it felt like. Yep. No, I understand. I mean, I was watching uh the Ravens game last night against the Browns, and I mean Lamar Jackson came in and. Like exactly. lit them up, but um, <laughs> um. So the next question is: If you had to compare yourself to one quarterback in the NFL right now, who would that be? One quarterback. Um, my favorite player is Aaron Rodgers. I watch his film all day, and you know, as I try to you know play my game, I try to you know take some little things he does. So I would consider you know Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson if. I, what I do is, you know, I watch their film and I take a little things they both do and incorporate it to my game. So if I had to choose, it would be, you know, them two, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And would you say that you you uh, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, I guess, throwing component and Russell Wilson's, I guess, 
ability to scramble and I guess run outside the run outside of the pocket. Yep, absolutely. But you know, they both remind me of the same exact person because they both you know can stick in the pocket throw, but also uh, mobile can extend plays and can run. I think everybody sleeps on Aaron Rodgers because he's more of a passer, but they sleep on his running ability because Aaron Rodgers can run when he runs. I think he averages more than eight yards a carry. So really? that's one thing they sleep on. But yeah, definitely those two things that you just said. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And those are two uh, very elite um, NFL players. So yeah. So this is our um, this is our last question of the day. Um, so I'm gonna be asking you um, a current event question. So what are your what are your views on whether or not college students should be paid in any way related to sports slash athletics? Um, I just think I think athletes should be paid to as far as you know to this point because they're all you know my bad they're all you know the way these universities use um these players names and things or such like that they should be able to you know make some money off of that as far as the way they market their name and the market these players because you know these players are bringing in thousands of dollars and stuff to these universities so i just feel like they should be able to get paid for it and they're just their name is like worth a lot i just i feel like they should get paid for it i think it's a that's not a bad idea for them. So. Yeah, I I totally agree with you because I mean, uh, when you were at UConn, I mean you you were like you were like the man there, and you you signed you signed jerseys, did promotions, like you did it all, and I mean you you probably raked in for them like a ton of money. So I I definitely agree with what you what what you just said. Um, so thank you so much, Mr. Pindell, for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure getting to learn about your journey to becoming a professional football player. That was me, Abner Belsky, interviewing David Pindell.